What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fierce Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Amit Dunn, and today I'll be helping you guys keep your cryptocurrency safe because this is a very important topic. People can make money and make significant returns from cryptocurrency without actually knowing how it's a risky asset in some ways, as in the fact that it can be hacked. Exchanges can be hacked. You can lose passwords. People can hack you. Um, you can make a mistake when you're using your keys, like your pu- private public keys. So I'm just here to talk you through how you can make this as safe as possible for you. So the first thing is use a unique strong password. Now, I can be guilty of not always doing this for everything that I do, but it's very important for crypto to have unique strong passwords because this allows it to be less likely to be hacked, right? If it's an easy password, if it's simple, if it's something that isn't too complex, then people are more likely to be able to guess it or use your password. So that's like the first gateway into your cryptocurrency, wallets, exchanges, etc. The second thing is you have to use two-factor authentication. So this means having a second method when you log into an account to verify your identity. So for example, you enter your password and then you can have a second authentication. For example, a text message goes to your phone or a code goes to your email. And this means it requires a higher degree of access to actually get this information. So which makes it a lot harder for someone else to hack into your account. Many people use a code on, say, Google Authenticator, which constantly refreshes a code which you can then put in every time you log into um, certain areas or, or certain things. So that's like a really good method. I really love the Google Authenticator app in that way. It really provides a lot more security for anything that you really want to add a second factor of authentication for. The third thing is, use a VPN. So a VPN is a virtual private network, which reroutes your data traffic through a secure encrypted tunnel, allowing you to access the internet anonymously. So they hide your IP addresses and replace it with the IP address of a remote VPN server. So that when you log into a crypto account, for example, then your location, your private data will be hidden. You can also log in from different countries using VPNs, which is great. So say there's a website that only allows British people to use it you can use a vpn to make it as if your connections are coming from the uk etc so it's a good way to kind of like protect yourself also not allow people to know where your location is and also use that if you need to if you can't access something that you want to access now those are the few things which comes to like the basics which is kind of like they're crypto related but they're also like useful for anything that you're doing really when it comes to crypto, so a lot of people keep their investments on their exchange, um, which are safer than they ever were before. But there is stuff like the Mt. Gox scandal that happened where a lot of people's Bitcoins got hacked. And so there is risks to having on exchange. And that if, for example, if it shuts down for whatever reason, if it, if they shut it down, those coins aren't actually yours on the exchange. Like they're in your wallets, but it's their wallets. It's kind of like Instagram. Your Instagram page is yours, but it is theirs before yours, which means that they could, like on Instagram, they could delete your Instagram account anytime. Even if you built a huge following and you put so much time into that, it's not technically yours, it's theirs. So yeah, that's the the same thing with exchanges. Like they have their own wallets, which you put your funds on when you log in, 
but they're not as safe as other wallets, which I'll explain later. And in, going back to the Instagram example, it's like having your own email list. That's yours. Like you keep that email list. Like you can keep that on a file or a spreadsheet and no one can steal that from you or take that away from you. Unlike social media platforms, which can be. So there's two different types of wallets after exchanges. You have hot wallets and cold wallets. So a hot wallet is connected to the internet. It's something like MetaMask or Phantom, if you're familiar with crypto wallets. I won't really explain what they are because I'm kind of assuming you know a bit about crypto um, on this episode. And so hot wallets are connected to the internet, which again makes them higher risk of being hacked, but not as risky as exchanges in my opinion, because it's still on a different platform that is yours and isn't in on an exchange wallet where you don't know really what they're doing with your funds. Here, the funds are in that wallet, but it's connected to the internet. And so a lot of people use this because it allows you to make quick transfers and trades. And, you know, for example, things like MetaMask, people use to work with Ethereum network and other networks, whereas the Phantom wallet, for example, used with Solana network. So there's different hot wallets for different blockchains for different cryptocurrencies. Then you have the safest of all, it's cold wallets. A cold wallet literally just means that it's not connected to the internet and so is more secure. And the only way to access a cold wallet is with a private key. So let me explain public keys and private keys for a second. So when you have a crypto wallet, you have a public key and a private key. Your public key is what you give to other people so they can send you cryptos. So it'd be like a long alphanumeric number that will allow you to send and receive cryptos through it. Your private key is just something you keep for yourself that helps as a backup for that wallet. And so you can use that, but it's only for yourself and should never be given to anyone else. So if anyone is asking you for your private key, that's gonna be a scam. No one should be asking you for a private key. You should never have to give away your private key. This gives someone the ability to access your wallet and actually use and make transactions inside it. Now, cold wallets can only be accessed with private keys. You still have a public key because you can still send and receive crypto, but they're more they're on a physical USB drive normally. So examples of cold wallets are Trezor and Ledger. I have a Nano Ledger S myself, and I use that to keep um, some of my cryptos. I recommend if you have more than £5,000 of crypto, you should have a cold wallet. And they cost about £100, maybe less now. And they just help keep your cryptocurrencies, your coins under maximum security because they're not connected to the internet and they're on a separate USB that you get to keep. But make sure you keep you purchase them from a reputable website, ideally from their own website, so Ledger or Trezor, because you never know that someone else might have had that particular USB cold wallet before you, might have wrote down the private keys and then sends it to you. You put your cryptocurrency on that and then they can reboot the system using the private keys and take your cryptocurrency away from you. So you do not want that to happen. So make sure you purchase them from reputable retailers. The best ones, of course, is their websites themselves. So my recommendation is Nano Ledgers. I haven't used a Trezor, so I don't really know much about it, but my recommendation is a Nano Ledger. Now there's also a way where hot wallets and cold wallets interact. So for example, you can use a cold wallet to store your cryptocurrencies and then to manage it, like for example, to actually move cryptos around or create swaps, you can do on the hot wallet. So MetaMask can interact with your ledger. So you keep it safe on your ledger while also 
moving it, sending it, receiving it, swapping it using your MetaMask app. You can also do that for higher security. And the best way to keep your coin safe is use a mix of all of these. So have some on exchanges, maybe they're earning you tokens there, have some in hot wallets, have some in cold wallets so that you're protected across the board. It's like diversification of investments. You don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You want to have a combined portfolio in different places. So if if something, God forbid, goes wrong in one area, you're still supporting other areas. So that's my breakdown of how to keep your cryptocurrency safe, which is a very important topic um, because it's really the way that you can protect your holdings and your hard earned gains so that you can actually benefit from them and you can keep them for yourself. So with that said, thank you very much for listening to this podcast and I hope to see you on the next one. If you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to share it with anyone that might want to learn more about how to store their cryptocurrency, any family members of yours, anyone that this podcast will benefit, then please share it with them. And also feel free to send me a DM if you have any questions. I'll be happy to answer you at Amit Dunn on Instagram. All the links will be in the podcast bio as well. So thanks again for listening.